You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and uh, at Home and Abroad is what this is all about, because the Irish diaspora uh, comprises more people than the Irish at home. And the Irish government have made serious efforts over a number of years to stay connected to and uh, keep connected to the diaspora. And there was a global Irish civic forum two years ago. And it's, I look at the front page of the uh, policy document. It says the Irish nation cherishes its special affinity with people of Irish ancestry living abroad who share its cultural identity and heritage. And uh, the second Global Irish Civic Forum is due to take place in May. And Minister of State Joe McHugh is now the responsible minister for that. And thanks, Minister, for taking time to have a chat with us. The first um, forum went off. A tremendous success brought. I know that the number of people who attended way exceeded what was anticipated. And I know that there was a lot of... Uh, satisfaction with the outcome and the input from the participants. Um, having had the brief now for a period of time, I know you've studied the policy and some of that. What, what is your view of what had been the first forum? How it had uh, set out some goals, objectives, and where you're going with those? Okay, there's a big question. <laughs> uh, thanks, uh, Austin, and look, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to do this interview. Um, at and it's an absolute privilege to be in this position. I only got it last July, uh, but it is combined with international development, and there's so many interrelationships between both. In fact, when I was in uh, Kenya recently in Nairobi, we met all the Irish missionaries, we met all the Irish diaspora that have done so well down the years, decades, and to see that mix is just, just wonderful. Um, you're right, uh, 2014 was the first time this policy was initiated and Jimmy Dina and my predecessor was the first minister so he would have been involved in the first civic forum uh, and I want to have a forum now on the 4th and 5th of May that is just going to introduce people, uh, get people talking, find out new ways of doing things uh, because the not, not the challenges, I don't see the challenges of the diaspora, the opportunities of the diaspora are so immense, so enormous uh, and so big that we're going to identify people, we're going to try to encourage as many people to come as possible. The word's already out there, Sean P. Moynihan, my friend from Boston last night was tweeting, he'll be there. And interestingly as well, a lot of the missionaries that, uh, that, are, that are abroad, they're, they're talking about coming back. So I want to bring together uh, different voices from different backgrounds, different experts, non-experts, um, to look at ways where the diaspora can better communicate together uh, and how the diaspora can help uh, sustain maybe a lot of the welfare organisations or immigrant support programme funds up to 11.5 million euro a year uh, in funding. But we're looking at the whole area of sustainability and how um, these groups may be working with business uh, in these different areas where business, Irish immigrants who are successful business people could help work together in the whole sustainability issue and um, just look at, look at new ways of doing things. So I'm, I'm a person who's not into reinventing wheels uh, because we have a natural connection of people, Irish people are well connected through, you could use the example of the GAA uh, and it's how, bet, how we could better facilitate how can government facilitate a better communication like, for example, in Vienna, with a new business network, in Edinburgh, with a new Irish business network, how can they get better connected? Um, how can we connect on cultural issues? Canada, 
the, the phenomenal relationship between Ireland and Canada, that cultural relationship where you take a place like New Brunswick where there's upwards of 51% of the people who claim to be Irish. And we, we have to reflect on the contribution that Canada has made to Ireland uh, when their doors were always open mm-hmm. uh, to Irish people. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to uh, the opportunity of going to Canada in 2017, and we're already working towards that. And, of course, 2017 is a big year in Canada in that it's its 150th, and there's a lot of work going on to help identify and um, expose what was the Irish contribution to that. Um, But going back to the previous forum, before we talk about the one that is coming up in May, after any event, there's always a lessons learned. And while I accept you're in the, the portfolio only since last ju- yeah. July, what lessons would you say were learned? Well, look, it was, it was the first opportunity. It was an opportunity for people to have their say. Um, and the, the, the big issue, the big thing that came out of it was communication, better communication. Now, I believe that the com- communication can't just come from Ireland, say, the Department of Foreign Affairs. Number one, we don't have the resources to do all that job globally. You're talking from Sydney to Buenos Aires and mm-hmm. Argentina. But I think we can look at ways of creating that awareness and creating those links where groups can work together. Um, like take, for example, even tonight in Dublin, we're setting up the first ever Donegal Dublin Business Network. And the idea of that Dublin-Donegal business network is to get the people better connected in Dublin already. We're already finding out in Dublin that there's very successful Donegal people that we didn't even know existed. For I, example, thought that, I thought that was at a Daniel concert. <laughs> for example, at the <laughs> Royal College of Surgeons, the head of the Royal College of Surgeons is a, a man from Cairndona. Right. So that's at a micro level. So if we could try and replicate that at a global level right. and let people know, for example... In Nairobi, there's a great nun from the Loretto Order, Sister Mary Owen. She's working on a HIV project. She's got her own laboratory. She's got 124 children uh, and teenagers on that project, doing fantastic work. But she needs help. So maybe we go to Berkeley, for example, in California, and is there a possibility where there's Irish people working in the medical field in HIV uh, analysis, can we get them better connected with the people who are doing right. the work? And can similarly in Canada, thinking you know the richness of the successful Irish people who just want to do things, want to want to help out, and the Irish people have that innate desire to help, not just the Irish people, to help the vulnerable people uh, and people who are in need. So I think we, the big thing that came out of that first forum was communication, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not just about. Dublin communicating directly with Canada, but can you know Newfoundland connect with Berkeley College? Can we can we enhance those those interlinkages? Um, and I think I think that that's a big thing that came out of it for me. So in that case, moving into the forum that's coming up in May, um, have you priorities set insofar as what you would hope you can grow from the previous one and? accomplish in this upcoming we do yeah we do we're, we're, we're obviously going to be looking at the communication end of it again and we're going to bring in the practitioners um, I mean who are the practic- practitioners and in, in, in communication at the moment it's Facebook's it's LinkedIn mm-hmm. so we're already engaging what the, the, these people have the, the databases they know where the people are they know what sector they're in they know uh, what their likes what their dislikes are what their national uh, nationalities are so we're we're working very closely with people involved in the, in, the, in the communication sector but we're also um, going to 
basically provide a platform for people to articulate uh, what their needs are. Now, if you're, in the, if you're in the United States at the moment, things have changed in the last mm-hmm. few months where people are feeling, Irish people, particularly the undocumented, are feeling vulnerable. Can we help them? Um, things have changed across the water in terms of Brexit. So things have, ev- have been evolving so quickly in the la- short period of time that different needs will emerge. And I'm hoping that from a strategic point of view, intergovernment uh, between government departments, that my personal desire is that if Joe McHugh, Minister, is going to be going to Vancouver uh, in whatever month of the year, that in two months later, if there's another minister coming out to Canada, is there more joint-up thinking, is there more sort of strategic thinking, Mm -hmm. strategic follow-up, rather than just ministers arriving, pulling a crowd together, um, and you know, making a speech and then everybody goes home. I think there has we have to be more strategic in all government thinking, and and that's already happening within the Department of Foreign Affairs at the moment. They're working on the Asia strategy. Uh, they're working on the, 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 the you know the, the, there is a, an, an African strategy as well as an America strategy. So we have to be more strategic, and I think the civic forum is critical to that because when a minister or the IDA or Enterprise Ireland when they are meeting in foreign countries, it's the Irish diaspora that jails that together. It's the Irish people in that particular area. They're the ones that, that pull, pull the thing together, and they're the people that are, that are, that are driving the agenda, both at a community civic, community civic and, and business level. Putting on a Canadian hat, I would have to say that you know, there's a certain element we would see that we're a bit, um, the junior underneath in a North American context and oftentimes given that there's such a difference in cultural identity between the US and Canada um, and the US would tend to overshadow Canada um, any effort certainly that we would see that would help strengthen that, that awareness would be certainly something the Canadian contingents would always be anxious to promote yeah I mean look I could, I could talk all day about the, the richness of, of that relationship and, and I'd be the first to put my hands up and say maybe it's a relationship that we have taken our eye off the ball uh, because, as I said earlier, the Canadian, you know, the Canadian door was always open, um, not just back in the 1800s, but recently, going back to 2011, where the Canadian government signed up, I think it was something around 10,000 mm-hmm. visas mm-hmm. Uh, for young people when we were under tremendous pressure economically a lot of them came from my own county of Donegal and I hear from them I'm in touch with them and the welcome that they've got the, you know, the, the, their participation in Canadian life and, and, and it's a two way street it's, it's just wonderful to, to, to see that um, relationship grow uh, even in, in, in later years but also um, Canada Canada you know, is, is an example of how um, we can learn even from our own, uh, with our own, as we as we sort of see still current challenges in our own peace process. If you think about what Canada did as a model, where it had its history in terms of the British and the French, and how that political peace process model wouldn't have been called back then, how we could learn from that as well. So I think I think we can learn from Canada um, as to how two uh, identities can coexist. If you're a if you want your French identity, you can have it and you can still be Canadian. If you want your British identity, you can still have it and be Canadian. 
um, and that's something that obviously we were challenges in Northern Ireland so I think we can learn from Canada and in order to do that we need to be rubbing shoulders with Canadians and uh, I believe that, that, that we just need to, we need to look at a more concentrated um, zoning in on, on that relationship and even in my own county the, the Laurentic uh, story as well um, that, that sank off the Swally um, we do a lot of commemoration efforts around that but the good, the good wall um, and your Ambassador as well as as, as a unique and unique man who, who wants to grow that relationship as well. Many people often feel that something like a forum is um, for either the erudite or the successful uh, in a lot of areas. You mentioned earlier on that it's a tremendous opportunity for people who are trying to help other people, be it immigrant support or the marginalised. And in many cases, these are ordinary volunteers. Uh, the forum. Uh, and I'm inviting you to invite people to say the door is open. That's you're you're the type. Yeah. So who who should be coming to this forum? Well, I think um, you, you know we're not making a prescription here. Um, it's open. Uh, so we're hoping that people from all backgrounds will come. Um, and I think, like in the unique areas way, the business and the the opportunities and the, the opportunities that will be seized on at this event will probably be outside of the formal conference mm-hmm. itself. Um, people meeting each other and Irish people uh, are not shy when it comes to introducing themselves and, and looking at trying to develop relationships for, further. So, so I think we're going to have such a diverse range of people there. And uh, where I mean international development cap, I'm trying to encourage the Irish aid unit to have a role within the Civic Forum as well because I use the example of um, you know Nairobi and Sister Mary Owens but that's happening all over it's happening all over mm-hmm. the world where people involved in missionary work uh, come back to the past or priests or nuns but now through NGOs people's volunteerism there's all that there's all that potential um, so my, my message is there's an event on the 4th and 5th of May I may be the Minister for Diaspora, but I'm a realist. There's 70 million people claiming to be Irish worldwide. Mm-hmm. So I have to question what my responsibility and what my um, potential or what my restrictions are as a minister and, and what I can do. But the best thing I can do is maybe try to facilitate, try to sign post, try to provide opportunities, uh, be it business to business or business to community, civic to business, for people to meet. Because when Irish people meet... Um, it might be over a pint at 11 o'clock in, in, in a bar or it could be over breakfast at, at, uh, at 8 in the morning they, they, will, they will hatch a plan, they will hatch an idea and I've been encouraging as many people from Canada, Irish descent be they in New Brunswick or St John's or Vancouver or wherever and whatever capacity that the doors open To differentiate the Civic Forum from the Economic Forum which is very much a business forum. Um, The focus here certainly is on the more human side of things. That would be correct? Yeah, that would be correct. And I've had a conversation with my officials around, you know, the the distinction and the differentiation between the economic business diaspora network and and also the the civic forum. But what I'm trying to do in this one is... there's business networks, there's Irish business networks, which are very loose networks. I met one in Boston, I mentioned Edinburgh, I mentioned Vienna. And these business networks, I think, can provide invaluable insight into how 
how they can get more involved in maybe the civic maybe needs uh, mm-hmm. in America. Like if you think in, in the United States, we, um, you know, at the moment with the undocumented, you know, we've all the support system there for our immigration centers and people working directly with the undocumented. But who can help them out as well? Maybe there's business networks within those different areas. So I, I'm trying to work on the business side. So the, there will be a business element to this civic forum, okay. um, but not per se as, 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 as an economic forum. But can the business networks help in assisting a lot of the welfare organizations, civic forums? And something I haven't mentioned yet, culture. And, and that's something that Canada has in, in spades in terms of the groups that are promoting Irish. You've got the Irish language organizations out there. So are there areas where where we can assist the sort of the development of the culture, which is already, you know, growing, which is mm-hmm. developing, uh, and maybe if there are projects in Canada whereby that's available. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's it's time to go and vote. I'll let your audience, the audience, know that we work, <laughs> we work really hard. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the Angelus. No, it's not the Angelus. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, so there's going to be there's going to be a mix there with the business. Austin, yeah. Well, in view of the the tolling of the bell, it's time for we should wrap up anyway. But Minister, I do want to thank you for taking the time. It's been tremendous, and uh, I say I certainly enjoyed being at the last forum, and hopefully I might make it to the next one. Um, and um, I wish you every success in your accomplishments and your goals. And uh, one, thank you for taking the time.